This is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming and Production Manager. Uh, things got kind of hectic here in that last break. <laughs> we got, we've got a whole room full of people. And uh, uh, so, first of all, uh, I'll just say that on my schedule, I see that we have, uh, let me turn on some microphones here, too. We've got to get a whole bunch of microphones lit up here. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, Maria Forbes is in here. Mar- and I didn't get a chance to meet everybody before. We, it was just kind of hectic. So, Maria, you're Maria? Hi, everybody. Yes. yes. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, good morning. And then we have uh, Deacon Bill Boyd. And that is you. And you're sharing a microphone uh, with Loretta Boyd. Yes, yes. Correct. Okay. And now we have two other people in here that are not on my list. So, yeah, would you mind? Yes, absolutely. So we have the great pleasure of a couple of guests today. We've packed the room, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Sherry Siegel, who is a parishioner with us at Mary Our Queen, is going to be here sharing her stories. And Sister Mary Frances has joined us, and she's going to talk with us in the first hour. Okay. And, um, And, of course, we have Loretta Boyd. Yes, absolutely. So before we get going with all this, we're going to hear from everybody here in just a little bit. We like to start off the hour with prayer. Uh, and we have, and I we, I was put on hold here, and I'm going to open up this phone line. We don't know what's going to be on the other end. Uh, we are hoping it is Holden uh, who is going to be... Uh, no, I'm still on hold over there, so I don't think that's going to happen uh, right now. So um, why don't we... Uh, we had we had some kids uh, from uh, St. Catherine Preschool yesterday that did a prayer. So why don't we go ahead and just have? Uh, I'll replay that one. It was I, I really liked that one. It was kind of special. So um, let's go ahead and, and get the prayer from St. Catherine from yesterday. Thank you very much. That's St. Catherine Preschool Kids. So um, at this point, then, I'm, I'm going to hand this over. Uh, well, In fact, why don't I just give out the phone number one more time? Uh, yeah, we don't have enough headphones for everybody. <laughs> uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and tell you that uh, if you want to call in at 470-508-1160, uh, you can log on to thequestatlanta.com, or you can download the Quest Atlanta app on your phone and donate that way. Um, uh, and, and also, I'll mention, too, we have a matching gift this hour. So if you do it before 10 o'clock, uh, up to $2,000, we have a matching gift. So if you donate $100, it's all of a sudden a $200 donation. Uh, $1 becomes $2, whatever you can afford, and it would be great, and it will be doubled. So, uh, okay, let's go ahead here then. Uh Maria. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, hey, to all our friends at Mary Our Queen, remember that match. We want to uh, keep those phones ringing this morning, so give us a call at 470-508-1160 or log into thequestatlanta.com and you can donate 
um, there. So we are very happy to be here this morning, and um, we're going to have some inspiring conversations. We've We've, as I said, packed the room, so we've got a lot of good insight to share. And our theme for the Pledge Drive is the power of prayer. And so we've sort of broken that down into a little sub-theme to talk about today, which is silence in prayer time, which is a challenging subject today in our noisy world. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going we're gonna to unpack that and talk about a lot of good resources and, and good insights from our guests. So I'll turn it over to Deacon Bill, and we're going to talk with Sister Mary Francis. Oh, Maria, thank you. And, and again, welcome to everybody, and especially want to give a nice shout-out to all of our family back at Mary Our Queen Parish. Uh, thank you for your participation. Um, you know, as, as uh, Maria said very, very well, um, silence is sometimes very, very hard, and um, especially, you know, when we come to prayer and we listen as we open our hearts, uh, you know, to, our, to the Lord's message. But I want to uh, throw it over to um, a wonderful uh, colleague um, that I have uh, met, uh, Sister Mary Francis, and uh, just a wonderful person that uh, is uh, involved in um, our St. Vincent de Paul ministry. And, and one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll share is um, um, in prayer, uh, a couple of months ago, I have a wonderful spiritual director. Let me just say he'll be here this afternoon. And... Um, I remember uh, after having a morning prayer early one morning, and, and I got up, and I went off and probably did eight or ten things, as we all we get busy during the day. And my spiritual director uh, reminded me, he said, well, you know, Bill, what I heard you say is, you know, you, you woke up in the silence, you had some wonderful prayer time, and then you went out and did so many things throughout the day, and then when you came back, Jesus was still sitting in the chair next to you where you were that morning, and he said, hey, Bill, next time, take me with you. And so it was just a wonderful, wonderful vision of, you know, not only opening in prayer, you know, being seated with our Lord, but also making sure that we take Christ with us throughout our day. So I'm going to turn this now over to um, uh, uh, do some sharing with us. Uh, Sister Mary Francis, uh, I have the pleasure of working with Sister. She is our spiritual leader uh, for the Archdiocese for the uh, St. Vincent de Paul outreach work a wonderful colleague and the wonderful work that she does. And Sister, again, welcome, and I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Deacon. As he said, my name is Sister Mary Frances Power, and uh, I do a number of things, but my primary ministry is prison ministry, and I'd like to share with you what happened when I was able to solicit prayers from many people for a particular death row inmate. And so, of course, they all prayed in silence. They prayed in groups of people uh, for about a year. And finally, Bishop Ned and Father Kevin Peake and myself went into death row on Valentine's Day of this year and provided this death row inmate with the sacraments of initiation. He was baptized and confirmed right there on death row. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, casual, comfortable spiritual experience. Um, And this man was a Muslim beforehand. And when we became pen pals, he said he's a Muslim. Uh, This was over protected email. It's called jpay.com. He said he was a Muslim. And I said, I'm a Catholic sister. You're going to hear about Jesus frequently. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, 
we began to email each other, and uh, out of the blue, I heard from the Holy Spirit to say to him, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if so, would you like to be baptized as a Catholic? And then I held my breath, and he wrote back, and he said, yes, he wants to become a Catholic. And I said, wait a minute, not so fast. Let me write back to this man and ask him why he wants to be Catholic. And he wrote back and he said, because he has never found the unconditional love of God in the Muslim faith that he has seen in the Christian faith. So that is a profound statement. And I believe that he is where he is today in his faith journey because of the prayers of mothers and grandmothers and fathers and grandfathers and, you know, people I've, I've solicited to pray for him. But he has undergone profound change in his life. All of his answers are this way. I use the UCAT catechism, uh, which is used um, in prison ministry quite frequently because it's easy for them to understand. Um, so that is one um, beautiful story of the power of prayer. Another is my uh, sister, one of my sisters. I come from a very large family, one of 11, and she... Um, was diagnosed recently with lung cancer. Well, I did something that I've never done before. I led a rosary through Zoom uh, with, with them two days before she went in for surgery, lung surgery. And they opened her up, and there was no cancer. So we are so happy for our sister, Um it's a beautiful journey, and I have one other story to share, and then probably this needs to go to someone else. Could it, it, Before you do that, Sister, yes. could I just I just want to jump in here real quick yes. and mention that this is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And if you want to call in to support The Quest, because honestly, without without support from listeners, we don't exist. This this broadcast does not exist, and we we do need your help. So please make a donation uh, or a pledge at 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com, uh, or you can also, if you have the Quest Atlanta app on your phone, uh, if you don't have it, get it, because you can make a pledge that way as well. And up until 10 o'clock, or yeah, until 10 o'clock, uh, we've got $2,000 in match money, meaning your your donation gets doubled if you do it before 10 o'clock. So go ahead and do that. Okay, sister, go ahead. So uh, another story is my own uh, spiritual journey, uh, where in my twenty, in my thirties and forties, and now I'm in my sixties. But in my thirties and forties, I had a severe uh, disease, rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia, and I suffered through that greatly. I was supposedly the second worst case that the doctor had ever seen, and my husband and I were called late in life. So. I'll just give you that little explanation. My husband and I uh, were raising three sons. I had a full-time job, and so did he. So I was very, very sick, and I wasn't managing my stress well. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't taking care of me. And so I just um, suffered with this for many years, and it wasn't until I invited Jesus into my heart that my life began to change. And so um, there are many steps to how God works. He doesn't 
give it to you all at once. Uh, on your spiritual journey, you go through many things, especially if you're suffering greatly. But it is through our suffering that we find our way to the cross. And if you do um, get to the point where you are um, improving in your health because of prayer, um, you find that he wants to use all of that to help others. He will use you for his needs, and it's called God's providence. So um, I just wanted to share that with you, that he's using me today um, because of what I've been through. And with God, all things are possible, as you know. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Francis, uh, Sister Mary Francis. Those were so inspiring, and we really appreciate you sharing that with us today. And there's another connection to the the power of the Holy Spirit working in, in our health that Sherry Siegel's going to share today in the second hour. So very nice to have both of your stories today as well. And thanks again for joining us. We are talking about the power of prayer today and specifically silence and prayer time. So I want to talk to Loretta a little bit about praying without ceasing. Is that a silent thing? Um, how do we live our life as a prayer and sort of walk the walk of prayer? Loretta, give us a give us a little snippet about your your thoughts on praying without ceasing. Uh, yes, Maria. Um, I think praying without ceasing is about learning to see God everywhere in your life. Um, to remember him in a busy day uh, that keeps keep that closeness all day, uh, not just during your special prayer time. Uh, it's about carrying him around with you and being intentional about it. Um, we can hear God's voice even in our busy lives, in our actions, our decisions, our behaviors, and seeking those moments when we can listen to him in quiet reflection uh, are our perfect way to live our life. Yeah, really good point. And, you know, Matthew Kelly, great author, so many books, you know, talks about what are we co-creating with God and and how we do that through prayer and, and time with God. Well, Scripture tells us whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, remembering that, um, work has to be a prayer. It's a, it's a special kind of prayer to bring prayer into your day your work, and your life. Um, We don't consciously remember God all the time, but he never forgets us. Uh, We continually come back to remembering God's presence and seeing him in everything. Uh, Put him by your side. Thank him for your blessings. Uh, Our work is a divine calling, no matter what we do. Looking at our work as directed by God, our play, our joy, our sorrow, our suffering, our rest and waking, all these acts as prayer when lived in an intentional way is giving glory to God. In this way, our whole life becomes a prayer offered to God. St. Teresa of Calcutta said, for example, wash the plate not because it's dirty nor because you are told to wash it, but because you love the person who will use it next. And we know that St. Teresa, that she never missed her quiet time with God no matter what was happening in her life. As busy as she was, she sought silence with her creator. Yeah. And, you know, is God, I think we're going to hear this underlying theme um, throughout the, the two hours this morning of carrying God with you. 
and not being so agenda driven in a day, driven in a day, but carrying God with us all day. Is God in our conversations? Are you having silent conversations with God? Are these powerful prayers in your life? These these silent conversations with the Lord throughout the day. Uh, well, there's a quote uh, that I like by Jeremiah Shurek. He's a, a Franciscan, and he says, "The circumstances in the situations of life are not an obstacle, but actually actually a bridge where God comes to meet us." I think if we can uh, keep that in our mind and not think of uh, the inconveniences of the day as as obstacles, but maybe bridges where um, we can converse with God about them. Uh, prayer should be personal. Sharing our heart leads us to grow in trust of God. Seeking silence helps to, us to focus on what we should share with God. Um, conver- these conversations grow our relationship. Our pastor recently reminded us that uh, God tabernacles with his people. In Scripture, God traveled with his people. He accompanied his people when they were a nomadic people leaving Egypt. But he still accompanies us in our, in our daily uh, duties and our daily responsibilities. We must practice being aware of his presence. For example, uh, Job spoke directly to God, while his three friends only spoke about God. And Samuel heard God calling him and asked Eli what to do. But Eli told him, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Yeah, you know, thinking about listening and how can we listen if we're busy, right? How can we listen if we have constant um, noise in our ear, in our life, in our ears, constantly thinking but not listening? And so listening is certainly a part of seeking silent time with Lord and being able to hear what he's saying. And you talk about Loretta um, Peter Kreeft. Yes, yes. He, uh, uh, I was reading a book by him recently, and it's not a new book. It's, it's an older book. But um, I found this quote, quite often God wants to tell us something, either through his word or through his world. And we just <laughs> don't hear him because we're rushing, rushing around too fast and making too much of our own noise. He says, be still and know that I am God. And we reply, no, I want to keep moving and making noises. <laughs> Our whole modern age and world and mind glorifies speed and movement, not rest and silence. So it's hard for us to hear God because he speaks with a still, small voice. From the silence, not with a shout from the hubbub of a thousand other shouts that drowned him out. It's just not his style to outshout us. He waits until we're quiet until we're listening and until we want to hear him. Amazing. That's that's just such great insight. I and I hope everybody out there is really thinking about what Peter Kreeft is is telling us there. Um remember we are at doing the power of prayer this morning, specifically silence and prayer, the spring pledge drive for the Quest Atlanta. Join us at AM 1160, the Quest. Call in, keep those phones ringing. We're trying to get that match this morning at 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com and you can donate from there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that match, I just want to reiterate that that that's going on only until 10 o'clock this morning. So uh, if, if you want to, you know, make your whatever $100, $200, do that because the match is going on for just a little over a half hour from now. Yes, thank you. Why well, think about silent time 
meaning time, quiet in mind, body, and spirit to allow God to communicate, provide clarity about what's coming in the coming days, the coming weeks, years, or coming events. And um, Loretta, you say start and end your day in prayer. How does this make your day powerful and prayerful? Well, I think we have to, to bookend our day in quiet prayer. My day does not go well if I don't begin with quiet time with God. Um, Lisa Brennickmeyer, in her book on keeping and balance, says, Skipping prayer means we're heading out into the day with feeble weapons that are no match for what the enemy might throw to us. Um, so ask him to give you the mind of Christ to bring your thoughts in line with this. So I personally like, like to sit in quiet. And in the last few years, I picked up the habit of journaling by writing letters to God um, or another person of the Trinity, Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Occasionally, I write a letter to Mary or another saint. And I'm often am- amazed at the insights I receive just by doing that, by sitting on uh, with in the quiet with my with my journal in hand and uh, listening to listening to what uh, God has to say to me. Uh, my patron saint, Saint Jane de Chantal, has a quote about this. She says. In prayer, more is accomplished by listening than by talking. Let us leave to God the decision as to what shall be said without troubling ourselves to find a theme or a subject in our own minds, because God speaks to the heart. It's also at the end of the day, I like to think about what went well and what I, what I might have done better. So basically, I, I do an examine. Uh, sometimes my end of day prayers are brief, depending on how tired I am. But I have to, and I have to pick those up the next morning. But uh, but it really does bookend my day, uh, beginning and ending, and keeping uh, in mind what God has done for me that day. Yeah, interesting. And I think so much of this is creating the habit around starting and ending your day in prayer, don't you? Oh yes. Yeah, and even if it's brief, it's you know before your feet hit the floor in the morning. Here I am, Lord, and and use me as an instrument of your love today. And and at the end of the day, even as you say, it may be brief because you're tired. It's been a long day, but acknowledging the blessings of the day and um, and and what God has has accomplished through you that day. You know, that's a wonderful point, uh, Maria and Loretta. Thanks so much for all the wonderful sharing. Um, uh, you know, it always has to be simple for me, and simple, and, and I'll go back to the wonderful comment that uh, you guys made uh, a little while ago on Psalm 46. I mean, this one is just imprinted in me, and that's be still and know that I am God. And uh, I don't know if it's a guy thing, but uh, sometimes uh, it's hard for guys uh, to, to just kind of sit still. And so many a times, especially in the morning, it's such a beautiful time with the silence and the power of prayer just to be still and know that I am God. And, and um, you know, I had a question just last week uh, from a parishioner that said, uh, Deaconville, what, what should we take into uh, adoration uh, to pray? You know, what book do you recommend? Or should I take a Bible or a, uh, or a missile? And I said, you know what, sometimes just take yourself and just sit in the beauty of the presence of Jesus and open your heart into silence and listen to whatever message uh, that he might mm-hmm. uh, w- want to give you. And S- Sister, I might uh, toss it over to you. Uh, I know you're a wonderful example in our work with St. Vincent de Paul in terms of the, the power of prayer, if, if there's a, something you'd share. 
With St. Vincent de Paul Society, what we do from the board of directors level is to instill in the spiritual advisors throughout Georgia for all the conferences, as well as all the Vincentians, um, to see the face of Christ in everyone we serve. And to be able to do that, that is a gift. And to be able to do that, we have to go to prayer, and we have to go into silent prayer, and Deacon Bill, that is my favorite scripture. Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. So I think it's interesting that we're sitting across from each other, and that's our <laughs> very important scripture to us. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. That makes me feel really good. I appreciate that, sister. <laughs> yeah. I'll just jump in here and say that uh, just for the record, the silent prayer doesn't work too well on the radio. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to avoid that. Well, maybe next... our listeners are silent. Silently listening right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a break here uh, right now, but uh, I just wanted to uh, let me step over into the uh, into the call center. And uh, check it out. We've got uh, Carol from Marietta. Uh, we've got Stephanie from Cumming. We've got Pam from Noonan. Uh, uh, Christine from Atlanta. Uh, and Jeannie from Atlanta as well have all donated, and we really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. You can call in your donation, and it will be matched up until 10 o'clock this morning. It will be matched up to $2,000. So call in 470-508-1160, log on to thequestatlanta.com, uh, or you can download the Quest Atlanta app. And we will be back with uh, Maria and Deacon Bill and, and the whole room full of people here <laughs> in just a little bit here on AM 1160, The Quest. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through The Power of Prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160, go to our app, or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. Hi, I'm Alice from St. Brendan the Navigator Parish in Cumming, Georgia. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO East Point, Atlanta, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Embrace your journey. Join the quest. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Have you seen the license plates that have a bald eagle on them with the motto, Give Wildlife a Chance? Did you know that there's a federal law in all 50 states protecting bald eagle and sea turtle eggs? If you destroy these eggs, you can be penalized up to $250,000 and sentenced up to 10 years in prison. Our country protects these eggs by law, not because they're eggs, but because of the creatures they will become if protected and allowed to grow. Surely our government would never say that a sea turtle or a bald eagle is more valuable than a human life. Yet, 
There is no fine at all for aborting a human baby in the earliest stage of his or her development. Consider a new motto, give human life a chance. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. I was at mass a while back and my child was about three years old and I was trying really hard to keep them in the pew and quiet. You know how it is, ladies, right? When you're wrestling with little kids. Well, he was about to lose it. And he's like, I know, I know. And he starts getting restless and he starts, of course, it's a moment of like consecration. And he starts yelling, I know it's Jesus. So my husband picks him up. Matt's running down the aisle and my three-year-old is yelling, it's really Jesus's body and blood out the door. I was mortified. I go to apologize to the priest after I'm praying. I'm like, oh God. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Father. Please forgive me. And he's like, no, are you kidding? You're a little guy. I need to apologize to you. That was the Holy Spirit. I've been praying, Lord, how can I teach my parishioners to know that it's truly you present in the Eucharist? So you may think that you're dealing with just a crazy wild toddler, but it could be the Holy Spirit working in and through him. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Michael Soloway, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Father Siloué, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments, and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father Siloué in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Michael Silloway. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those that he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the power of prayer on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. And welcome back to the power of prayer pledge drive here on AM 1160, The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, the programming and production manager here at The Quest. And uh, we, we've got. Uh, I just want to mention this: that there, the Quest has a unique. I mean, a lot of our programming is EWTN, and and which is very valuable. But there's a lot of unique things going on here at the Quest that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And you need to support the Quest because we are 100 percent donate. It, it, that's how we exist is by donations. So if you want to call in and make a a, a pledge or a donation right now. Uh, there's match money on the table up until 10 o'clock, up to $2,000 uh, if you call in and make a donation at 470-508-1160, uh, log on to thequestatlanta.com or get the app 
the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. And uh, I was talking about some of the things that you're not going to get anywhere else. And uh, uh, Maria, do you, you were talking about some of the local programming we have here. Yeah, we're we're um, so excited about the local programming. You know, Catholic radio um, to have this locally in Atlanta is such a gift. And mm-hmm. local programs are a great way to hear about fellow Catholic Atlantans experiencing Christ and seeking God in their lives and hearing sharing struggles and successes about um, their faith. And so, you know, with the world today challenging young parents to bring their families to Christ, we get super insights from shows like The Family Room and and others on on the quest. I personally love the Book of Esther mm-hmm. um, podcast, which has just been really inspiring. Um, and we've got this one-stop location, really, because we get to hear EWTN programs um, as well on the quest. So it helps us to stay connected to Catholics around the world and our local uh, fellow Catholics. So um, let's give each other the gift of local Catholic radio today. We can do this. We can, let's hear from Mary, our queen, Keep those phones ringing. And I want to hear more about local programs. Um, Loretta, you like the family room. Oh, yes. I enjoy the family room with uh, John, Mari, and Craig. Um, In fact, uh, they did a show with Becky Eldridge that I particularly enjoyed. She's written a couple of books on prayer and uh, spiritual direction, and she talked about looking for natural pauses in the day when you can get to the quiet um, and and ask God for what you seek. Uh, for example, you know, Lord, help me find the quiet time. You know, and that's what we're talking about today is is finding uh, finding finding quiet time, finding God in the silence, and listening for His instruction in our life. And that, and I'll just jump in here real quick. And that uh, that episode with uh, Becky Eldridge is on thequestatlanta.com. It's on demand. So if you didn't catch it on the radio, you can go there and check it out. That was a very good episode. Becky was awesome. Yes, yes, she was. That was uh, that was very interesting. And and that is another another good point. I like to go into um, you know maybe in the evening uh, go into the archives and listen to shows that I've missed and. Uh, you, you can go down through the uh, the app and you can find um, things that interest you. I was listening to an old episode uh, the other day on um, expectations, how we deal with expectations in our life. And uh, I think that was also Mari, but it was a, a different show. I think Shelter in Peace, which was mm-hmm. um, a COVID um, time uh, program. Um, that was kind of the predecessor to f- the family room. It kind of evolved into the family room, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I highly encourage, you know, if you if you think you don't have time during the day or you can't tune in or um, you could go in and look for, for shows that interest you, and uh, there, there are some great shows. Well, I tell you, Loretta, you, um, you mentioned the word, the app, and I know Maria talked about the Book of Esther and the wonderful, wonderful podcast, you know, with the app. But one of the areas that I especially like, it's got to be really uh, easy and, and simple for me, is uh, with the app, is uh, I love, you know, uh, the key uh, area on the menu is the homegrown section. And there's several shows that are just absolutely wonderful. I, I really enjoy uh, a daily dose of virtue, something that mm-hmm. specifically will you know helps me you know get through each day. Um, and and one that uh, is really fascinating. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's uh, the uh, section on the lesser known saints, 
And uh, I know in the wonderful work that's done in the church, especially at our own parish, and I'll, I'll call out the wonderful work by our pro-life ministry, is there's a, a wonderful section on pro-life minutes. So I encourage you, if, if you do not have the app on your phone, you need to have the app on your phone. So it makes it very, very easy to just access so many wonderful programs. And, and one of the, the, the main items is um, I go back to a wonderful story uh, in our diaconate formation uh, when the Bishop uh, Luis Zarama visited us. And uh, he looked at all the guys in the room and he said, okay, how many of you guys yell and fuss and things like that, you know, when you're on 285 or you're in the 85 south or north and crazy Atlanta traffic and everybody raised their hands. And he said, guess what? Pray the rosary. And so I'm like, okay, Bishop. And so uh, it's a, a wonderful, again, uh, uh, you know, from the Quest Radio, it's pray the rosary. So trust me, it helps calm down, especially in Atlanta traffic. And so if you want to keep that local programming going here, uh, we do need your support. And uh, do, you, do you want to give a shout out to any of your parishioners, uh, maybe to, to call in and make a pledge? Oh, there's there's a lot of them, Dave, and uh, you know I'm thinking of uh, Mike Petrick, who uh, heads our pastoral care council. Mike and Susan, wonderful uh, supporters, uh, not just of the parish but within the archdiocese. I saw Jeff and Laurel Armbruster last night. That we had actually a wonderful uh, synod meeting last night, and Jeff and uh, Laurel participated. Uh, Lee Marion Armistead uh, leads our pro life ministry work. We've got a very large group. Uh, I, I know that goes and prays the rosary uh, every uh, Saturday morning at at, and, at, at a and clinic. And Marianne was just uh, announced as our Woman of the Year at Mary Our Queen. So good shout out to her. Very, very good, Loretta. And mm-hmm. Loretta, I know with all the work that you do with RCIA, any folks you, you'd like to call out? Oh, goodness. Um, Brandon Doty, who uh, who's very uh, works very hard in our RCIA program. Uh, Bernadette Sangston, she does too. Um yeah, so many wonderful parishioners um, at Mary, our Queen. Yeah, and all of our ministry leaders, they're just so wonderful mm-hmm. at and really kind of carry a, a lot of the works at Mary, our Queen. So a big shout out to them as well. Um, we're talking about the power of prayer today. So continuing the conversation about silence in prayer, which is anything but boring. Um, it is absolutely the basis for uh, time and, and communication with our Lord. And so we have, Deacon Bill and I have the great pleasure of talking with Loretta Boyd and um, getting some great insights from her resources and her experiences. And we're t- taking that conversation to really a tough part, which is very challenging for everybody at every age and the fact that we're a very hyper-connected world. So we if you think about it, we have d- devices in our face for almost from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed. I don't know about you, but I wake up to my phone because that's where my alarm is. Mm-hmm. And I go to bed to, to, to setting my phone alarm. And so it's just all day long. So people seem to avoid this being alone with themselves um, today. I hear this a lot from, especially from young adults. How do you be alone with yourself without a device? Because we're so used to that being in our hand or on our wrist, if you have an Apple Watch. Um, but we're not alone if we invite Jesus to be with us. And we can, this can be very comforting as we really, really think about and desire silent time in prayer. So let's talk more about the power of silence in prayer and the need for time alone with Jesus. Um, Deacon Bill, you told us this story about Jesus leaving Jesus sitting in the chair. And I just found that so 
powerful because we can think about carrying Jesus with us, but are we really doing it? Because we sort of wind ourselves up and go on about the day. Um, Tamaria, Maria, that it's, it's a wonderful vision. Um, my spiritual director said, Bill, pull up a chair next to you, you know, in the silence of prayer and you know, and you know who's going to be sitting next to you. So I, I remember uh, the, the next day I was out visiting someone, and um, I was, you know, the only human in the car. And uh, I went and visited someone, and then uh, sure enough, when I got back in the car, I turned to the passenger seat, and I said, okay, Jesus, where are we going next? <laughs> and so it's a beautiful <laughs> reminder for my spiritual director. But one of the, the, the best stories I'll just uh, uh, share with you is um, – uh, we have the, uh, the the pleasure of walking with those that are going through uh, addictions, and uh, many uh, many of these uh, guys are homeless. We work with the Gateway uh, Center in Hope House in downtown Atlanta. But uh, recently, uh, at the Ignatius House Retreat Center, uh, where we'll provide a retreat, uh, you know, for these men to help them in their addiction recovery and, and listen to uh, the voice of our Lord uh, as they they go on their recovery. I remember meeting a guy, and at first he kind of scared me. Uh, he was a very large guy. It looked like he could have been an NFL lineman. Um, and uh, he mentioned how he uh, was a member of one of the inner city gangs in Atlanta. Uh, his name was uh, John. And uh, uh, John, uh, you know, was, of, of course, not Catholic, uh, which was fine because a lot of these guys aren't. But John had mentioned how uh, recently he had uh, four, four of his – uh, gang brothers that were shot, you know, one d- a night, and how life just was going in a bad direction. He had to change his life. So John had become baptized. Uh, he was at this retreat, and I remember walking the hallway that evening, late that evening, and talking with John about, you know, God and his life, and um, he was beginning to, to feel the presence of our Lord. But we did have Eucharistic adoration uh, going on um, in the uh, small chapel there at the retreat center. So John and I walked down the hallway, and uh, he pointed. He said, Bill, well, what is that shiny thing uh, with that piece of bread? And I said, well, John, that's Jesus. He said, no, 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 for real. Don't, you know, don't mess with me. What is that? And I said, no, no, it's, that's Jesus. And I said, well, let's sit down and, and, and chat about that. So John and I had a wonderful conversation about the presence of Christ and the wonderful gift of how he gives himself and the power of the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and John looked at me and he said, "Bill, do you know how do you know how lucky you are to have Jesus here?" And I said, "John, thank you for reminding me. That's a beautiful, beautiful comment that you made." So the the rest of the story is, I said, "John, I'm going to get some rest. Good night." The next morning, when I came down early in the morning to same morning prayer, it was around 6 a.m. John was still sitting there in the chapel, and he said, "Bill, I've been here all night." He said. The silence of just of, of prayer and being with Jesus, it's wonderful. And I saw that he had, been, he, he had been crying. And I said, John, are you okay? And he said, Bill, he goes, why would Jesus show up for someone like me? And I said, oh, John, Jesus is exactly who he wants to be with. He's always with you. He loves you unconditionally. So make a long story short, uh, John has uh, now uh, got a, a wonderful job. It's Life's going in a good direction. And he definitely has involved the power of prayer as he continues on his journey with our Lord. Wow, awesome. John discovered God in silence. That's awesome. It really is. Let me just jump in here real quick and just say that this is the power of prayer uh, spring pledge drive on AM 1160 The Quest. Uh, If you're inspired by any of these stories, which 
I don't know how you can't be. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, please support the quest at 470-508-1160, thequestatlanta.com. Uh, you can make a donation there or the Quest Atlanta app. And we've got another 10 minutes for the match up to $2,000. So uh, make a pledge or a donation and it will be doubled. Okay, so go ahead and do that. Maria? Yes. Um, you know, to, we're talking about silence in prayer this morning, and prayers by other people can seem like a silent blessing. Asking for the prayers of others, knowing when to ask, expands the power of prayer, like in our parish prayer ministry. So it's for me, it's been too many years of finally wandering over to the prayer book in the narthex and entering names and really realizing what's going on when we do that. But those I've entered into the prayer book have been watched over and and in some ways healed by the power of the prayers that are happening behind the scenes. When you request prayers in this way, your parish prayer ministry, it, they are acting like silent prayer partners, and they're, they're sort of prayer warriors storming heaven on behalf of those you've submitted. So they're like an army of silent advocates bringing your friends and loved ones to Christ behind the scenes. It's wonderful and powerful. And um, so Deacon Bill, tell us a little bit about the prayer ministry and um, the power of prayer by this group. Oh, it is an absolutely wonderful ministry that we have at the parish. Um, the uh, Susan Menzif, I'm going to call you out in, in a loving way, uh, coordinates uh, the, the power of this prayer ministry at Mary Our Queen. Um, it is constant, uh, the power of prayer. I know Sister Mary Frances gave us some uh, wonderful examples, but uh, it's for all of our parish. Um, it's uh, usually a very, very, in a loving way, full list. Uh, and it's about family. It's about our family coming together at Mary Our Queen and how we are constantly in prayer, you know, for each other. Um, I can go on and on and on about, you know, the wonderful power of prayer stories. And, uh, Sister, I might, might ask you, because you've had some extremely powerful examples, uh, if you might have another uh, story of uh, the power of prayer that, that you've experienced. Well, Deacon, I have many stories because I wear the habit and the veil in public. So God is always arranging meetings with me. Um, I'm, I never know where those meetings will take place, but every single day he brings someone to me. And um, while we were talking, I was, while we were all sitting here uh, talking, I was thinking about another story. Uh, I was in the parking lot of a grocery store and loading my groceries into the trunk of the car, and a man uh, approached me. And I thought to myself, what is this one going to be about? <laughs> you just never know. And he said, I'd like to ask you a question. And I said, sure. And he says, I want to hear God. I want to talk to God. And I don't know how to do that. And I shared with him what uh, I learned at a retreat from a nun with, from the Benedictine Sisters in Virginia. And the nun said, light a candle, show up. And she said this, she said, and shut up. Well, I said it in a nicer way. I said, light a candle, show up, and be quiet. And that is where you find God. So it's a short little story, but I think it's very powerful because um, it's excellent advice. It, it does get you into the silence. If you light a candle, show up and just be quiet. Because 
we're the ones who are in control of our distractions and whether or not we, we remove them. And if we're not willing to remove those distractions, we're not really serious about finding God in our lives. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. We have to be very careful about what gets into our head, right? What we allow to get into our head. That's right. And and how to pray. And it's mm-hmm. interesting, you know, you saying that just show up, be silent, and God will speak to you. Something we're not accustomed to as we wind ourselves up every day. Um, Loretta, you talk about a book called The Great Conversation and the wisdom in that about the power of prayerful time with Jesus. Um, tell us about how that unfolds in the book. Uh, yes, the book is uh, The Great Conversation, uh, the subtitle, Straight Answers to Tough Questions About Prayer about prayer by Peter Crift. It, it's a follow-up book to his uh, Yes or No, which is an apologetics book. Um, it's a it's a written as a conversation between Chris, the Christian, and Sal, the seeker, and it talks about prayer as a relationship with God. Um, it it it's a great book. Basically, it's the experience of meeting God. He says people dabble in prayer, but there's an art to prayer. Uh, think about: Do you say prayers or do you pray? Note the difference: Do you say prayers or do you pray? He said it's like blowing a kiss versus kissing someone or talking with God or talking to God. At least half or more is listening. He mentions Jesus' prayers were short in Scripture, yet he sometimes prayed all night. Even reading the Bible can be a two-way conversation, not just one way. Uh, There's a specific chapter called uh, How to Shut Up and Let God Show Up. He talks about the prayer of silence. It's the It's the highest form of prayer because it's the most intimate. At least the saints and mystics say it is. He mentions three points about this particular type of prayer. First, look for God. uh, Develop an awareness of God. Turn your mind to God. And then have patience. Um, That's that's very difficult for us after um, the rat race we live in to just sit and be patient but thirdly it's not passive listening is active Uh, he adds this type of prayer puts us in god's presence and when you're in god's presence sin can't live in that light Um, you might think of the story of martha and mary mary sat at jesus feet and listened just giving him that time was enough that's so funny i always think i'm i think of myself as martha all the time in in that story of of just running 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 and 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 then Mary is doing the right thing by sitting and listening and it's interesting isn't it the highest form of prayer is quiet yes um you know you you really have to ponder on that um you know but the saints say it is, and and, I, and I'm all in for anything the saints are doing. I want to get there myself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, good point. You know, the character in the book asks, what if I run out of things to say? Yeah, the seeker in the book is concerned about that and uh, about boredom and prayers. He claims after about five minutes he's out of things to say. Um, so uh, Chris, the Christian, says, um, uh, gives him three suggestions. He says, just be silent and listen. Um or uh, use formal prayers, written prayers. Um, these are helpful when you can't find your own words. 
And we actually need both forms of prayer. I'm not saying that that formal prayers are not good. Um, Often they're so well written, and uh, there's a reason we say them uh, and repeat them often. But um, sometimes you need that to kick off uh, the thoughts that that you want to express to God. And remember the five reasons to pray, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, intercession, and petition. Those can all um, jumpstart what you want to say to God. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have to wrap things up here. The, the hour flew by. Uh, it, 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 is there anything, uh, Deacon or Sister or Maria, any, anything any of you want to just add in conclusion here? or I, I'm just going to say uh, thank you, Dave, and uh, I'm going to add to Maria. Maria, you also got some Mary in you, too, so you're Martha and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> sister, thank you so much. Thank you, Deacon. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to my church, St. Michael the Archangel Catholic Church in Woodstock, a very large church uh, and very family-oriented, loving parish. Uh, Additionally, I just want to add one more little bit of advice on prayer is whatever it is you're going through, surrender it to God. Do everything in your power with the gifts, talents, and abilities that you've received from him. And use all of that to do your best and then surrender the rest to God. And I'm sure you've heard something like that before. And God bless all of you. Thank you, sister. Thank Thank you. Thank you, sister. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know one of our many volunteers. Now, The Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses come from donations from people like you. As you listen to The Quest, you may not realize the types of expenses that go into just keeping a radio station on the air. But let's talk with Carol, one of our many volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith, and I've been around at the Quest since the very beginning with a lot of other people. Well, it all started in adoration. One morning in adoration, about six years ago, I heard, Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. My poor. My poor. And I... I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I had no idea what it meant. And it took me over two years to discern what it was. But after many trips to the Adoration Chapel and many prayers, God made it really clear to me. And the quest was born, but not without its challenges. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really learning to trust God. You know, God along this journey uh, has provided every step of the way. He's provided the person that's needed for every single task. But what's really been required is just to have faith that he's got this project and to get out of the way and to be open-minded when somebody walks through the door. What is God asking that person to do? And of course, another big challenge is monetary. The good news is the single biggest cost of the radio station is to purchase the FCC license and the tower site, the land that's built on it. And praise be to God, we uh, paid off our loan back in November. 
So what we have on an ongoing basis are our operating expenses. And the largest category of those expenses are our salary expenses. But because we have so many volunteers, we really only have basically two full-time people that are employees and one part-time employee. The uh, single biggest ongoing expense is our utility bill. We have a 50,000-watt station, and our monthly utility bill is $3,000. So on an annual basis, just to power the station, it's $36,000. Our rent is about $12,000 a year. And because we share space with Carmel Communications, it's much cheaper than it would be if we didn't have that shared expense with them. Wow, thank you, Carol. I think you shed a lot of light on some of the hard costs that nobody really thinks about when it comes to running a radio station. Any last thoughts? God calls all of us to evangelize. We've heard about the new evangelization. And when we all get the opportunity to meet God at the end of our life, God wants us to bring people with us. And so the quest is a great opportunity to fulfill your obligation to evangelize, whether it's volunteering here in numerous capacities or if it's donating. As sharing a part of your treasure with the quest, we're able to bring souls to Christ. You can hear on the radio, we hear amazing testimonies of people whose lives have been changed. If we can invite people to listen to the quest, then their lives will be changed and drawn closer to Christ. And that's what our whole mission is all about, to help fill the seats in heaven. Thank you, Carol, for sharing your story for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com, or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the 